Well, good. Well, <laughs> start again already. Welcome, everyone, to uh, Restored and Remarried with Gil and Brenda Stewart. I'm Gil, and you are? I am Brenda. And the whole idea of this, ladies and gentlemen, is to give you tips, tools, and tingles for your marriage and your long-standing relationships where you're wanting to connect and love one another better. We are so excited today to have a special guest with us, uh, a friend, a pastor, I think more importantly, a dad and a husband, uh, Dan Russell, with us today. Brenda, tell me a little bit about who Dan is, and then we're going to let him get started on what we're chatting about today. Okay, you want his rap sheet, Yeah, right? I want the rap. What is this guy? I mean, he's on the mat. He's, he's everywhere. Yeah, this guy is going to take right. us to the mat. <laughs> he will. Okay, Mr. Russell is, here we go, four-time NCAA wrestling champion, 2004 Olympic wrestling coach, USA wrestling coach, and he's a wrestling for peace ambassador. 1995 wrestling unofficial champion of the world. He's also an actor. An author of an author. A, a book called Finish Strong, which is his story uh, in, in, in the world of wrestling. Very encouraging. A pastor and been married for 26 years to the same lady. That wow. is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, she's put up with him a long time. <laughs> Dan, what an honor to have you with us. Good morning, good day, good afternoon, wherever you may be. It is so good to be with both of you. Well, it's it's great to be with both of you, and and this is such a great uh, topic to be discussing because, uh, you know, I'm working now as a a wrestling ambassador for an initiative we call Wrestling for Peace. And the idea behind this initiative is is to wrestle is to struggle. And, and the sport of wrestling is about learning to embrace the struggle, embrace uh, the challenges, embrace the adversity, because it's through the struggle that we find ourselves uh, learning how to overcome, learning how to be resilient. It's in those times of struggle that we learn to be shaped and molded. And, and I can think of, uh, you know, no better a topic to be talking about than marriage when we talk about uh, marriage and this idea of wrestling and this idea of struggle. Yeah, yeah, so true, which I think is a perfect segue to set up kind of what we wanted you to speak to is what do marriage and wrestling have in common? Well, you know, I, I, I think what I'd first like to, to jump into with that topic is share a little bit of my own journey. You know, my wife and I got married, and I was convinced that that was going to solve all of my problems. And uh, and it was shortly after being married, realized that I still brought all of my problems into the marriage. And so it was. It was a wrestling match. And ten years into our marriage, we found ourselves um, in a counseling room with a, with a great counselor. Uh, we found uh, the best counselor we could find. In fact, the guy had three doctorate degrees. We thought, this guy's going to be able to fix us. He ran all kinds of tests on, on my wife and I and personality profiles. And, and finally one day he said, you know, he said, I, I, I'm really, this is kind of an unusual thing for me to do, but I want you to send you home with a psychology book. And I want you to look at your personalities. And when you come back after you've done that research, I'd like to talk with you a little bit more about it. So I took the book home and big old thick psychology book and I started going <laughs> through, looking through the personalities and one thing you you got to know about my wife and I uh, 
I, I had great success in wrestling. My wife was a very successful volleyball player, both type A personalities. And, yeah. and uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to figure this thing out. And the psychology book literally said that the two of our personalities together are the kiss of death. That's what it said in the psychology book. Oh, it said it boy. was the yeah. two worst personalities to put together. Oh. <laughs> two we're 10 years athletes. into the re- this wrestling match. Go ahead. Yeah, two two incredible uh, athletes competing in, in in volleyball and wrestling on on the course. So yeah, so kiss of death. Wow, what a what a combination. You know, there, there's this place where the two of us are both trying to figure out uh, who's who's going to lead, who's who, who's going to take charge, in what situation. We're both goal oriented, uh, again, type A personalities, and it's no wonder we found ourselves in a on a counseling couch with this counselor. And I, I took the psychology book and I grabbed my highlighter and I highlighted all of these things in my counselor's psychology book. I folded the pages over at the top so they're easy to find. And I walked into that counselor's office and I threw the book down and I said, do you know what this book says? <laughs> and I began to read these, these quotes. And, and I'm thinking this counselor's you know, going to to help us figure this out. But the counselor looked at both my wife and I, and this is what he said. It's true. Oh, boy. Now, that's not what you want to hear when you're 10 years into your marriage. Not at all. And uh, I could feel my temperature rise. and and um, But then he said something that has really been a key for us. He said, but if the two of you were ever united on a vision together, you would be unstoppable. And, and I think one of the keys in marriage, and I think especially in our culture and society today, is there's so much going on where we're pitting men against women, women against men. There's, there's these movements where, where, where people are looking for their, their rights and what, what uh, they should have and what's due them or what's owed them. And, and instead of um, looking at how do we unite together, on a vision. How do we come together? There's a reason that God made man and woman. There's beautiful um, uh, partnership that God intended to be there. But it's about finding uh, a dream together. It's about finding a vision together. It's about uh, beginning to understand how do we navigate life together with all of our differences. Those differences are a gift when we, when we begin to use those gifts Towards, towards helping each other become one. That's wisdom right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. United in a vision together so that you're pulling together instead of pulling against each other. That's, that's a huge key. And, and that's been tested, I, I can only imagine. Um, you know, when you're standing across the mat from your opponent, you're looking for a weakness, that's one thing. But when you're standing on the mat with your spouse, you're looking for strengths to work together. I can, I can think that that's maybe one approach. Yeah, I, I, I think one of the things that when we think of uh, marriage like a wrestling match, uh, I had a, a, a revelation a, a little over a year ago where you begin to understand, you know, in a wrestling match, you, you've got an opponent. And in the wrestling match of life, we've got an opponent. We've got an opponent to our soul. 
fact that John 10.10 says that that opponent of our soul is out to steal, kill, and destroy. Right. And, and so we've got to know that, you know, in our marriage, we've got an opponent that wants to kill, steal, and destroy. Uh, in, in life, that's what the opponent of our soul is after. I was reading in 1 Corinthians 13, which, by the way, is the love chapter. What a great chapter to be talking about on a, on a, uh, on a marriage podcast. There, there, there's some great truths out of that, but the last verse in 1 Corinthians 13, it's verse 13, and it says, These three shall remain. Faith, hope, and love. And then it says the greatest of these is love. When I began to understand there's an opponent of my soul that's out to steal, kill, and destroy, that there's only three things the opponent of my soul is really after. Everything else is a distraction. He wants to steal my faith. He wants to kill my hope. And he wants to destroy my love. And what better unit to go after than the marriage you, you, you take a marriage apart, you take a family apart. You take a family apart, and it, it affects the community. And, and you take the community apart, and it begins to affect... It, it, just, it just grows on itself. Yeah. So when we begin to understand that there's an opponent of our soul that's out to steal, kill, and destroy, he wants to steal your faith, he wants to kill your hope, and he wants to destroy your love. Well, now you understand the strategies of the opponent. Now what you've got to do is build techniques and strategies that work against the opponent's plans and goals. And one of those strategies is united on a vision. Uh, learning to be united on a vision. And I think that's not just within my, my marriage, but that's also an understanding. What is God's plan for this marriage? What is God's plan for this family? How do I unite on a vision with Him so that I can be uh, one that that brings the fullness of, of God's love to my spouse. I think one of the things that happened early on in my marriage is I thought my wife was going to fulfill this, this need for love in my life. And I, I found that I had this big rejection button that she seemed to be able to push very, very easily. And I'd get all offended and hurt and wounded and find myself on the couch because I have that passive-aggressive personality that pulls away. And I had to begin to understand that, that there's an enemy in my soul that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. I need to understand that, that I first have to be able to receive God's love so that I can uh, uh, let His love be an overflow into to my marriage. And I found that, that um, you know, life, life is hard. Marriage can be a struggle, but it's in those places of struggle that you're building the sacred history together that only the two of you share, that only the two of you uh, are, are growing and building together. There's no other relationship in the world, in the history of the world, that's got the unique history that the two of you have. And how do you let those points of struggle begin to shape and mold and and encourage you to become more of the man that God created you to be or more of the woman that God created you to be and understand that he's got a vision for, for your marriage and, and to begin to walk that out. I think one of the other tools for me is, is 
in wrestling where you realize the battle is not so much physical, it's, it's so much of what happens in your mind, the way that you think. Yeah, the thinking process. Uh, so we do a lot of mental preparation. We do a lot of processing that way. How much more is that true in, in your marriage, the discipline of, of what you're thinking, how you're thinking? There's a passage in the Bible that, that I love that says, uh, dwell upon those things that are good, that are right, that are true, that are noble, that are excellent, that are praiseworthy. And it hit me that if God is asking me to dwell upon those things that are good, that are right, that are true, that are excellent, that are praiseworthy, that are noble, then what is God thinking when he's thinking about me? What is God thinking when he thinks about my marriage? See, God's not dwelling upon my sin or my shame or my pain. What he's thinking about is this creation that he, that he made, that he said it, it's good. And he, he, he wants me to turn to him to confess those things that aren't good, turn to him and, and allow him to speak into me, into, into my spirit. And, and, and as I began to think about that process, I began to think, then what do I dwell upon when I dwell upon my thoughts of my wife? I need to dwell upon those things that are good, that are right, that are true, that are noble, that are excellent, that are praiseworthy. And that's a real discipline. It's a real discipline. Yeah. It is because the world, we, I think, calls us to, to go to the negative so easily because we're either protecting ourselves or trying to be right or whatever, and sometimes it's a real effort to look at the positive, which seems so counterintuitive. You think that would come through the easiest, but it's hard. Yeah, yeah we, we, we trigger each other. Mm, yeah. uh, you know, where you're going to get hurt the most is with the people that you're closest to. Yeah. And where we're so going to be true. most sensitive is to the people that we're closest to. So true. And where we're going to feel sometimes the safest to be, uh, to be fully who we are is with the people that we're closest to, which also can cause a lot of pain and hurt and damage. And, and I've got to remember to discipline myself. When I think upon my wife, I want to think about those things that are good, that are right, that are true, that are noble, that are excellent, that are praiseworthy. I've got to dwell upon those things. I encourage people when they're, when they're getting married to start making a list. And I said, it's, don't, it won't be an exhaustive list. You need to keep adding to it as, as years go by. But what is the list of those things that you love and respect yeah. about your partner? Yeah. I want to take you back to just a, a comment that you made <clears throat> and have you just kind of unpack it a little bit more. And that has to do with the hurt and the pain because... Sometimes the one that we love the most, we hurt the most because they're closest. I think you kind of were making that illusion. But some of the studies that I'm, I'm doing in, in, in the counseling and working with the couples myself is, is that I'm finding that, you know, the bonding factor of joy and happiness is what we think we should be getting. But that's, that's a little elusive. What really bonds people together is the pain. Can you kind of speak to that for a second when it comes to not only marriage but wrestling teams when you have to fight through the pain together? It's absolutely true what you just said. It's, it's such a... Um, there is beauty that comes through the pain. There's a bond that comes through the pain. If, if you under, understand anything about the wrestling community, they are... Uh, 
an unusual group of people <laughs> because there's such a bond that happens through the sport of wrestling. Yeah, there's a we, lot of pain. We wrestle. What's that? There, there's a lot of pain in, in, in what, what wrestlers do. I mean, I, I've, I know you've got the wrestler's ears. I know those things that probably hurt <laughs> to, to get there. But, you know, there's pain that bonds in the community continue on. Well, there's, there's a respect that's earned in the midst of, of that challenge. I mean, you walk out in the middle of this ring, uh, you're, you're, you're half naked, you're in front of all of the, your friends and family and community, and you're willing to shake hands with another opponent, and the two of you are going to struggle together. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that, one person's hand is going to be raised. And, and there's something that happens in, in that moment when the other person's hand is raised where you understand that they took a piece of who you are and now you've got to learn how to deal with that. The other side of it is, is if you got your hand raised, you now know that you have a, a piece of that person's uh, manhood that, that's in your hands. And it's such a precious a precious thing to hold. But, but in wrestling, there's this mutual respect that's earned, the willingness to challenge yourself, the willingness to struggle against one another, and the willingness to, to put it all out on the line builds a connection and a respect and, a, and an honor uh, for each other because you, you just understand the, the intensity. You'll see more tears in the sport of wrestling than any other sport because it is highly... Uh, vulnerable and and it goes to the core of who you are but that willingness to go to the mat so to say that willingness to put it all out there um, is intensely personal and in a marriage uh, there's something that happens when you struggle and through the struggle uh, you learn to struggle together I said it earlier, you learn to build this sacred, this beautiful history together. And that history is uh, most shaped and formed through those seasons of, of pain, through those seasons of struggle, where you begin to uh, build this mutual respect and honor for each other in the midst of it. Uh, if, if you allow that time of pain and struggle to shape and mold you, if you'll allow yourself to discipline yourself to think about those things that are good, that are right, that are true, that are noble, in the midst of the pain. Uh, there's no way to build an Olympic champion or a world champion. There's no easy way to do it. Uh, the Olympic Chancellor, we did what we called a grind match every Thursday, which was two hours where your job was to try to break your opponent and make him leave the room. There was no timeouts. There was no breaks. There was no out-of-bounds. There was no uh, tying your shoes or, or adjusting your shorts. You, you wrestled for two hours to absolute exhaustion. It was through the grind match that champions were developed. It was wow. through the pain that Olympic medalists uh, were born. And there's no other way to do it. Wow. I think I want to come back to one more thing about the pain and how you put the pain and the vulnerability together in the middle of the ring. Because I think one of the things we share with couples is that the level of vulnerability will then equate into the level of satisfaction 
that you will have in your marriage. Without the vulnerability, you don't get satisfied. It's good. It's good. So speaking to that vulnerability, again, comparing marriage to wrestling and how you were talking about those grind matches, the vulnerability of breaking someone down emotionally, whew, I, I, wow, that, that just blows me away. But to come out with a champion and a championship-level marriage, just for a second, speak to vulnerability. Yeah, I, 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 I like to use this word woundability. Uh, the, this, this place that you, you put yourself in a place where you, you have the potential to be wounded. Uh, um, that, that, that is, uh, again, that's a vulnerable place to be. But it's in that place of woundability when you allow yourself to go to that place that, that healing happens. That um, you begin to uh, fight for each other not against each other, but for each other. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, and it's such a tough thing because our 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 nature is to hide those places. Yeah, our nature is to run and yeah. hide when the shame comes or yeah. or the pain comes, uh, or we want to go lay on the couch and you know put a blanket over our head and <laughs> hope it just goes away. Leave me alone. Well, and I think part of that, too, when you're thinking about, you know, a couple on the mat duking it out or whatever, uh, to clarify the woundability and the vulnerability that um, it's not that one of the spouses attacks the other in their woundedness and their vulnerability. It's a, that you yourself, in your woundedness and vulnerability, are able to offer that to your spouse in a safe way. Exactly, and that's why it's important when we think of our spouse one of the things we're thinking is what's going to come out our mouth. If you're dwelling upon those things that are good, that are right, that are true, that are noble, that are excellent, that are praiseworthy, I'm not attacking my spouse. Um, right. In fact, I, I, when I'm thinking these thoughts, what will come out of my mouth then are thoughts that are good, that are right, that are true, that are noble, that are excellent, praiseworthy towards my wife. When I talk about woundability, it's this place of opening up your own self and saying, here's, here's a place that I'm struggling. Here's a place that, that, that I, if I could have you war for me, this, this, is, this is that place. Yeah. There's a couple that I know where, where uh, uh, the man was on, online and a, a, a pop-up came. And it had, a, you know, it was a, a, a porn site. And, and he felt himself immediately get drawn in or he was wanting to click on it and, and then start surfing. And, and what he did immediately was he went to his wife and he said, hey, this, this just happened, this popped up, and I found in me this, this longing. Uh, and what she did is right there, she began to pray for her husband, but she prayed in such a unique way. She prayed that her flesh... She prayed uh, against the enemies coming against her flesh. Because, because the two, when you are married, you become one flesh. Right. And what she recognized is this wasn't her husband's struggle. This was a place where she could take authority because he was her flesh. Mm-hmm. 
and she started to contend for her marriage in that way. What a beautiful way to to war. But you look at this woundability. He came to her with this place of, 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 of woundability. This is... This just happened, and this is where I'm, I'm struggling. And what she did back was she stood in the gap for him. Yeah, wow, wow that's fighting, beautiful. Fighting yeah. for the marriage. Kind of reminds me, as you were talking about that, that wound uh, of, of an old phrase that I had learned from one of my sons that was a Latin. I don't speak Latin, but the translation was, is that courage grows strength from a wound. And what that couple did was is fight for one another, not fight against each other in a very wounded place in that man's heart. And the vulnerability that he had to have to be able to share that with his wife, yeah. that took courage. And it's united on a vision together. Absolutely, absolutely. So It's easy to find these things that happen. Like it would have been very easy for her to have felt wounded. My husband is attracted to... You know, an image on a computer screen. My husband is being drawn, and and she could have gone to wounding. Instead, she stood up and said, "No, this, this is a place where I can fight for my husband." Yeah. Wow. So I got to ask this question: How does marriage and wrestling? What what do they have in common? Speaking in the terms of as we wrap this up, there's this this magic technique of a takedown. <laughs> and being a little playful and maybe on the um let's see how do I say this politely on the amorous side what's the best <laughs> takedown method between marriage and wrestling well you know I, I was thinking about this idea of wrestling and marriage and and I'm thinking about for instance your podcast I'm thinking about all the resources that we have out there um in wrestling if I wanted to learn uh, a takedown I needed a good coach I needed a coach that could teach me uh, uh, good technique. I needed a coach that could teach me the rules, where the out-of-bounds was. I I needed a coach that could tell me the things that are legal and the things that are illegal. (laughs) And we have a coach. Yeah. And he's a great coach. Who, who who doesn't want to uh, put power over us, but actually came and joined us in the midst of the struggle to say, I get the struggle. Let me show you how to be a champion in the struggle. And he walked it out. He walked it all the way out. We've got a great coach, but you also need teammates. You need people to train with you. You need people to encourage you. You need people that can speak into you. Uh, like this podcast is one great example of of a way to get uh, some some help in, in that process. But finding people, too, that you can sit face-to-face with and, and, and walk, uh, walk this thing through. Uh, we, we were never meant to do this life alone. And no wrestler becomes a champion on his own. Yeah. It's yeah. taken good coaching. It's taken teammates. It's taken people that are willing to drive them to the different competitions. It takes... Uh, somebody willing to challenge you in the middle of the ring. It's tournament directors. It's people writing out the brackets. It's, I mean, it takes a whole lot of people to come around to make a champion. But it also takes a, a wrestler that's willing to put themselves in that place to be yeah. coached, to, well, to Dan, be a good teammate. Been, yeah, Dan, it's been such an honor uh, to know you as a friend, as a pastor, and 
and just to, to hear your heart on this issue. Is, I've been looking forward to it so much. So thanks so much again for spending some time with us. And, you know, just that you're blessed as you go and, and do what you're doing. So, Brenda, you have something else to say? No, I was going to say, um, don't forget, if you ain't got the marriage. You ain't got nothing. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. And uh, we look forward to hearing your comments on this podcast. Any questions you might have, please go to our website at restoredandremarried.com. And uh, like us on Facebook as well, if you can. We would enjoy your support there. And just to spread the news that wrestling and marriage do have a lot of things in common. Thanks again. Bye-bye.